Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Crowcast Podcast. I'm Shane. Hey, I'm Ronnie. And these are the audio versions of the interviews we've had with our special guests on Crowcast. This episode is with Matthew Pritchard. Uh, what a cool episode. Uh, I say it weekly, but it's always great to have a guest on, Shane. Uh, I don't know, you you just pumped soon as, like, when he left tonight, I was my adrenaline was up because it was such an interesting conversation. He's so inspirational. We've been following him for such a long time. I, I just love this episode. Yeah, genuinely really excited to talk to this guest uh, tonight. Not only because, you know, we grew up with him, knowing his antics with Dirty Sanchez, but knowing, like, how he's, like, literally changed his life and, and, and become this fitness fanatic, and he's gone to the extreme. He's Like, like we said in the Crowcast, he's an athlete now. And um, just hearing his stories about these endeavors he goes through, this endurance, these the mindset you got to be in to achieve these goals is incredible. And it's, like you said, it's inspirational and, um, you know, funny stories. He hasn't lost his personalities. He's still the same dude, but just got this way about him now. There's nothing but um, inspiring. Yeah, he looked focused. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I said that on Crowcast, but he just looked very focused on he's found his centre in it. Yeah. You know, not taking it too too over the top, but he's just found who he is, what makes him happy, how to achieve what he needs to achieve. Um, and without spoiling the episode, you know, he's already thinking ahead, so he's obviously looking for the next buzz, the next goal, the next challenge. Um I love that because it's just so, yet again, so inspiring. Um, like tonight's episode, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and and you know, just being the Welsh lad as well. Like you know, he's just he's still in Cardiff, um, loving life, getting up at the crack of dawn to catch a sunset. It's just like you said, he's centered now, man. He knows what makes him tick. He knows what he needs to do to function in life, um, to be happy. That was one thing I took from it. You know, he's completely happy and nothing but respect for the dude. Yeah, so for anybody who would like to see the visual episode, it is episode 69, available now on our YouTube channel, or you can go to www.thosedamncrows.com and everything is in one place. You can just follow the links and it'll take you where you need to go. Um, shall we get into it? Here we go. Strap in. This is Crowcast Podcast. So we have a guest. I'm so looking forward to this. Crow family, please welcome Stuntman turned Iron Man, fitness fanatic, Mr. Matthew Pritchard. I got Queen on voice. Yes. I'm and... burning through the sky. Yeah. <laughs> the queen. How are we, buddy? Hey, what's happening? You right? Yeah, good, man. Who's that in the? Who's that down there? Is that Lemmy? Lemmy. Hey, Lemmy. Who's that? Akala. That's awesome, isn't it, Pritch? We uh, we obviously broke the news on Monday. The Shane's going to be singing. Uh, ah, it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that Queen thing looks amazing. That's one of my favourite bands. I love Queen. Oh, yes. Banging. I was a member of their fan club when I was in my teenage years, actually, many years oh. ago. Yeah. Did man. you ever get to see him, dude? Or uh, I saw 
I saw that was the the the, the not the tribute band. That yeah. guy who sounds exactly like Freddie Mercury. Adam Lambert. No, not Adam Lambert. I see. I've seen them with Adam Lambert. I've seen the other the other. Oh, well, I can't remember his really name. Anyway, I thought it was good. I thought it was the one with Adam Lambert, but I got it wrong. And I told the boys that I bought the tickets for that it was Queen with Adam Lambert, but it was in St. David's Hall in Cardiff, but it was some other guy, but it was absolutely amazing. And he sounded exactly like Freddie as well. Really good. Oh, man, yeah. Well, there's only one Freddie, like, so, like, it's it's incredibly nerve-wracking, but incredibly sort of, you know, buzzing for it at the same time, like, so. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be banging. Yeah. What are the music you into, dude, while we're on it? Um, like uh, uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Motorhead, Slayer, Metallica, like Hard Dance as well, Queen, Beatles. I like loads of stuff. I like. Yeah. Uh, I've just been listening to Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, oh, Bonnie. <laughs> I love it. Uh, is it? Yeah, is I, it like, I like seventy stuff. I like. See, I like loads of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Do you go to a stadium band when you're doing your, your, your mega fucking runs and stuff, you know, your, your training and your triathlons? Is there any sort of bands you... Uh, there's, I mean, when I, when I go running, I like to listen to a, a mix, mixture of music. I think when you, when you get to that point where you're feeling, when you go for a long run and you're starting to hurt, yeah. you sort of whack in the, um, whack in the Slayer, which... Yeah. Um, which Picks you up a little bit. <laughs> Just goes, stop being a pussy, get on with it. <laughs> Going around Rose Park Lake, like a headless chicken. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I remember when I when I did the the, the Decker uh, a few years ago, the 10 Ironman in 10 days, I, I was I was hanging out my ass and I put Motorhead on and I managed to do it. I just, I just ran like... I didn't feel anything. I just completely literally switched off and just whew, next thing I know I did half a marathon and then the music stopped and it hit me like a freight train. I felt like shit. Yeah. But it was of... worth it just about thirteen miles. It was absolutely brilliant. For those of you who don't know a decker, that's ten iron men. Is that right? Yeah, ten iron there's two formats. There's um there's an Iron Man a day for ten days. Or you can do the com- the continuous, which is what I did. Uh, you do the all the swimming one, which was in a twenty five meter pool, and that was um, twenty four mile swim. Just going back and forth, and then you get out and you do a hundred and no one thousand one hundred twenty mile bike ride uh, in seven mile loops. So you just go around in circles until you've done that. And then there was a 262-mile run, which is in well, one-mile one mile loops around the lake. And then, uh, yeah, it took me just just over 10 days. Jesus. So how long were you in that pool to do that swim for a start? I think it was about, um, I can't remember exactly, but it was about 12, 12 hours. But I walk, because you can either wear a wetsuit or you can go without a wetsuit, but a wetsuit is quite buoyant and you can slip through the water better but the only bad thing about that because it's in a pool the pool is warm and the wetsuit's obviously going to keep you warm but, oh, yeah. I saw it. but it worked out pretty well the worst thing is when you want to go to the toilet so I wanted to go for a 
the number two halfway and trying to get your wetsuit back on when it's soaking wet was pretty hard work especially when you're knackered and your arms and your shoulders are killing you it's like ah fuck's it Ah oh, man, I mean, I love swimming. I, I say to the boys all the time, that's that's my go-to place. You know, when I exercise, swimming because it's just I don't know. It, you forget, you're just concentrating on your breathing. It's almost like meditation. Do you know what I mean? It's like, but to do it for thirteen hours, bro, that is that is unreal. I think, I think that's the um, that's the key to um, doing such long distance stuff is is being able to switch off, whether it's in the swim, the cycle, or the run. Because you just sort of exactly what happened when I listened to the motor and did thirty miles completely didn't I was I was nowhere apart from just stuck in stuck in the music and I didn't think of anything to do couldn't feel the pain I didn't couldn't feel anything I was just in my own little world and I think that's the that's the ticket to being able to switch off and go somewhere else rather than concentrating on the pain. Yeah, I did like um recently a bike ride and it was like 24 miles and of course i knew you were coming on the show and i was like i was dying dude the weather was like it is has been absolutely beautiful but in wales it's up and down in there you know the hills and all that it's, it's great going down <laughs> but when you're coming back up and um i remember thinking like like i felt sick after it because the heat and i hadn't eaten anything all day which was bad from me but i was thinking my god pritch got off now and went for a run, or went for another swim, do you know what I mean, like, how do you, you know when you come into the end of each event, how do you yeah. then switch into that running mode, bike mode, and focus on that, that's just, how do you stop yourself, like? I don't know, it's just, I, I'm guessing you just know that that's, that's what you signed up for, and that's what's, you know, that's what's going to happen, but um, I just, I don't know, I just, we, I just really enjoy it, it's like again using the Decker for instance. Just you know, you're you're in this. There's not many people that the the, the fam the, the endurance families. There's not very many people who get involved, and especially in the UK, we're all pretty much the same. The same faces turn up at these races, and you just yeah. sort of just lock yourself off from the outside world, and you just go and just go and you just go around in circles and. You just yeah, uh, you switch off, switch off, switch off the noise of the world. And as we all know, at the moment, the world's in a right in pickle. Yeah. So I couldn't think of anything better than just doing it. I mean, it doesn't matter if you know, as soon as you finish the swim, yeah, you're knackered. You know, you've got to go onto the bike. Maybe you'd have like an hour's sleep or whatever, just to rest your eyes a bit and then get back on the bike. And then you know what's coming next, the run. And you just it's like anything. As soon as you sort of. As soon as you've done it for a few hours, your body knows when you get into a little routine and you just get your head down and one foot in front of the other and just um, just keep going until you've crossed the finish line. And when you do cross the finish line, it feels absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And then you go and then you can eat whatever you want in the fridge because you don't have to worry about the calories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose you've got to ignore, like... Like for me, like it's always telling me to stop, stop, have a breather, have a drink. Like that's why I tell myself over and gone. You got to kind of ignore that shit. Like I'm terrible for it. Like I, I'm. If someone tells me I can't do something, watch me. I'll go and do it. But turning my own voice off, that's a different thing altogether. If someone's watching me, I'll prove them wrong. But switching my own voice off, fuck, that's quite hard. You just got to be stubborn enough, not to. Want to stop us? Guess 
Yeah. And I, I, I just, yeah, fuck everyone. Just, <laughs> just, just do what you want to do and do what you need to do to make you, to put you in that place or to make you happy or whatever. And just, I mean, for me personally, I just, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a competition. I don't care about anybody else. It's just a competition with me and my head and my body and. It's, it's great, and and again, and again, it's 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 more than it's a, it's an eating competition as well because you can't you you constantly have to feed the fire because you can't it's like a car or anything or a motorbike or whatever you, it's not going to go very far if it's, if you don't fill it with petrol or oil so yeah. you know your body's the same if you're going to run two hundred sixty two miles you're not going to do it on an empty stomach so you've got to you've got to eat 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 and you've got to be pretty disciplined with it as well and and that's something I've learned from doing endurance events over the years when I first started they're, they're the kind of uh, things you 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 learn as you go along because you know you know I'm I've been on the bike quite a few times and not I'm fine I feel great I feel brilliant head down going ten to the dozen. And then next thing, bang, you started bonking. And the bonking on a bike is not fun. And it's only because you didn't eat. Your body needs food. You, needs to, you need to fuel the engine. So you, I think the best thing to do is just, yeah, eat. And just eat little bits, but more often. And sometimes when you're doing uh, long-distance events, you're so, your body's so knackered, you're so screwed, you don't even feel like eating. So even eating is pretty hard, but you still have to get it down your neck. So, yeah. I think wow. it went off its tangent there, didn't I? <laughs> no, 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 I love it. I love it. That's why we, we couldn't wait for you to come on, because we've seen a document. I mean, we grew up with you anyway on the TV, dude, and that, that, that whole wild, mad side of you, and us being Welsh as well, so we could relate to it more, uh, where the Americans did their version, and you boys came out. We were like, fucking hell, that's, you know, that's, we, we get it, like, you know, and then everybody fell in love with you, and then to see you take a complete turn with your life, which is incredible. I remember watching your first documentary and kind of going, wow. Um, and like kind of what Shane said, it was almost like I was hard. You're hard on yourself because you think, fuck, why can't I do that? Mm -hmm. So I think that was that's why it was cool to have you on because like a lot of us try to get there, um, but you're always fighting with your inner demon as well. Like, you know, that, that person who's, like Shane said, it's not necessarily an audience. It's like if we have a football match next month, um, I'll train for that. And I know a lot of people might be there and, and, and I don't want to feel embarrassed and blah, blah, blah. But you get on the bike like Shane said and it becomes just you. Um, I know what you mean there. It's almost like that switch could go off easily. Oh, oh I'm hurting now or my knee's starting to go or oh, I'm feeling tired today. I'll go back out tomorrow and I'll, um, you know, I know I said I'd do 50 miles this week, but I'll, I'll only do the 48 um, rather than push that extra two miles. So it's just been incredible watching you on your journey as well, like, you know, and um, I think everything you say to help people, it really does rub off, dude, because even with the, the Dirty Vegan and the plant-based diet is something I know Shane's been trying lately. Um, oh, it's incredible. Oh, mug look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave, the guitarist in the band, he's he's gone down that route as well and i know myself and my family are trying it um because that's how it, it's kind of rubbed off well if it's working for him how's it working it's just that you have to get there yourself in a way don't you like it's only so much you can kind of advise people or listen to it um yeah. it still has to rub off so i think it's just incredible dude when when did you like you know when you like switch from all the crazy life because i think people have heard that and i know you've had to repeat it about a thousand times um when did you feel that you were getting because i can tell you're so into the endurance like when did you know that this was it like this is what i'm all about now 
But was that like just forget the fact? I mean, uh, it was. I think it was about 2009. I think it was, and uh, I was just, you know, you just sort of, sort of take because I was, I was always pretty fit, and you know, skateboarding and went to the Cardiff half when I was 15. Uh, so I was always fit, and then don't get me wrong, Sanchez happened. We had a laugh, just you know, just went a bit bonkers on the on the partying, which, as you do when you, you know, when you're that young. Don't get me wrong, I, I enjoyed it. it. Was it was good? Oh shit! Sorry, skateboard just fell over. <laughs> uh, and I just, oh, I just, just yeah, I just took one look at myself, and I didn't like what I sort of become, so. I started training and I wondered if I could do the half marathon again. And uh, I did it and I sort of, you know, I enjoyed it. And I just carried on. And I think that, yeah, because I I wanted to do an Ironman then. And I sort of just started swapping, but I sort of swapped addictions because I started getting addicted. addicted, I'm not addicted, but I just really enjoyed the fitness. But at the same time, I was burning the candle at both ends and I I was still touring. And if you know, if I went for runs and stuff, my my treat was well, I can go and have a party now because I just did ten miles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I saw, and and then I remember we I an Ironman was coming up, so I needed to train for it. So me, me, my mate Dikey and uh, Leo, we decided to run from John Gross Land's End, which is nine hundred nine hundred miles, and we did that in thirty days. So that was pretty much the running training. And then did some did quite a bit of bikes. Me and Alex Simmons uh, cycled from John to Land's End as well. Then they did my first Ironman 2011. And then just I don't know. I just uh, yeah. Once I get into something, I really I cook, I get into it. Like that, so and I it's just something that hasn't left me. I was sort of burning candle both ends back then, and then slowly but surely, as I got older, I realised that I can't burn the candle at both ends and. Uh, the other stuff was no, it wasn't. It didn't really help me mentally or physically, and I think I think with everyone, as they get older, um, there comes a time in your life where you have a word to yourself, and you go, right, I can't keep doing this. So you know you have to sort of change your habits. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, totally. and I, you know, I, I I'm. I'm pretty happy at the moment, really happy. I'm just, you know, I'm just enjoying with doing stuff with Lemmy, going for runs, going for bike rides, enjoying this weather, going for, you know, going out, getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning, just going to see sunrises in different parts of South Wales and swimming in the sea. It's, it's brilliant. And, and considering the world at the moment is in such a pickle, you just got to try and switch that off and try and enjoy yourself as much as possible. And, and 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 doing fitness and all that kind of stuff is just a, a great way to switch off, really. Yeah, I mean, personally, dude, I've I haven't seen as much um, as I have over the last eighteen months locally. Uh, where I'm based, I've got beautiful forestries, mountains, uh, trails. I just, I remember getting up a lot of the time, just putting a backpack on and just fucking going for the day. Like, do you know what I mean? And um, that excitement, it's almost like took us back to when we were kids of where you all used to knock for each other and then just go out and spend a whole day in the sun. Like, you know, so I can totally resonate with it. Cause like, I think my life at the moment is if we're not doing the band, like Shane's the same, we're always like down by the beach or we're always 
you, you're just always trying to be as active as possible now, like, you know, and um, just living every day is at its most, like, you know? Yeah, the future's, I mean, without being pessimistic, but I think, um, I think I'd be realistic, but the future's looking a bit, a little bit shitty as far as, um, well, a lot of things are concerned, really. So I think just, just trying to just get outside. I mean, there's, the weather at the moment is absolutely brilliant. I, I don't know going on holidays, you know, it's a pain. In, I mean, unless you've got money, going on holiday, because you have to have a PCR test and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's not really feasible for many people. But, you know, the, our country, Wales, when oh, man. the weather's like it, what it is, and we've got this amazing, we've got the Brecon Beacons, we've got Snowden, we've got... Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, we got Cardiff with all all the restaurants and stuff, and then we got we got Barry, got Porth Core, we got West Wales. We just got everything on our doorstep. So even though we can't go away, to enjoy what is on our doorstep in this weather is absolutely brilliant. No, it's incredible, bud. Well, we're not far from Porth Core and Southern Down. Um, yeah, but even like we've been going more down West Wales and stuff, which is absolutely ah, oh, it's beautiful, man. And then, like you said, Brecon and driving through like the Ronda valleys and stuff, and yeah, it's just been it's been great, dude. Do you know what I mean? Because like you know, it's like when you've been constantly busy or always on the road, um, it's making time for that, and you're always tending to travel that country or into Europe or away. Um, but you never really travel in your own country, and and that's what I've loved about this this kind of last few months is um, really exploring and and getting those, I don't know, those just those experiences, like you know, and the and the buzz of living so such such an amazing place, like yeah, it's just it is it's a good day. I mean, tomorrow morning I'm well, I'll be waking up, got my alarm set for half past three in the morning, and I'm gonna go meet, uh, pick one of the boys up from Newport, then drive to Barry, go for a six-mile run with Miles and, and Miles the barber from uh, the shop in Cardiff and Dan the tattooist, and have a six-mile run. And then when we finish, we're going to jump in to the Whitmore Bay and have a swim to cool off. So Brilliant. I, I, All this before you even start the day. That's, that's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> that, that, that blows my mind, right? What is that a standard day for you, bro? Because I follow you on Instagram, right? And and I've seen you like you know you go and see a sunrise, whatever. Pen a van, you go for a trip. In in the van, you take the dog and and you you're up at a crack of dawn to see that sunrise. So what time do you go to bed? Well, about this time actually. Sometimes <laughs> a little bit later. Depends. That's all. It's all good, but sometimes a little bit later. Because. But, um, I- do you know, I find, you know, when I follow like um, Mark Wahlberg, The Rock, like these people, they don't sleep a great deal, but they get up at the crack of the dawn, like, and they're like, they start their day at half past three, like this man does. This, it's incredible, man. I don't, I don't do it every day. I just, you know, but I've been doing it quite a lot recently because the weather's been so good. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many, you, if, if the weather's like this, don't waste it. Let's yeah. get out and enjoy it because it won't be long in the winter's year and you know yourself, our country, raining, freezing cold. You know, I've seen people online moaning it's too hot. It's like, oh, you'd be saying it's too cold in a few months. Yeah. You know, I, I, but, you know, each of their own. But to me, I just, I, if I'm in bed and I can't sleep because I'm too hot and I'm sweating, I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> just like, this is brilliant. I'm not tucked up in blankets, shivering, and I go outside, it's pissing down with rain. So I'm just trying to make the most of what, We've got outside at the moment, and yeah, just 
I'm just looking forward to waking up in the morning. And, and the good thing about it is that you've gone out, you've lived, and you've come back, and you've, you've still got like another hour or two hours before it's time to start work. So yeah, yeah. Have a nice breakfast and happy days. Do you do you exercise every day? Uh, I try my best. Yeah. I did, well, when I, I went up um, uh, to Sugarloaf this morning with Gaz Oakley, the, yeah, the vegan chef, Avagad, yeah. and it's the first time I've met him. So uh, it was nice to meet him when at the top, Watson, right? Uh, absolutely stunning. And then uh, earlier, just before this, I went for a little three mile run around the block. I was boiling, man. But again, came in, I was absolutely sweating my ring off. <laughs> <laughs> it was only three miles, and I was like, whew. What was that stuff you were putting on um, bread, or what, what was that stuff? Oh, it was, um, we got to the top, guys was like, oh, are you hungry? I like, yeah, yeah, cool. I thought he was going to start cooking in front of me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he just thought oh, I got some, I got some vegan cheese and crackers. I was like, oh, banging. And he was, I can't remember the name of the brand, but whatever it was, it was absolutely delicious. Yeah, it looked nice. So we just sat there watching the sun come up and eating cheese and crackers and lemmy, trying to have some as well. Incredible, bud. Incredible. I love that. I love that. When um when I um like but we could have had this I it's not an interview, it was a chat, but we could have had you over three days and talked about three different things. Like your your dirty sandwich thing, your dirty vegan thing, and then your fitness thing. Um but do you think like you know how you you mentally you seem to be so strong, dude? And you know, I don't wanna you you, you raise a lot of money for mental health and stuff. Um, but do you think because you went to the extreme side that way is why you can able to switch on the extreme side fitness wise? Do you know what I mean? Where you, where, where your body tells yourself like, stop and you're like, nah, I'll keep going. Do you think that somehow helped you become this incredible fitness? Um, what's the word? Athlete. Yeah. That's it. That's the word. An athlete. Yeah. He's an athlete. Like. I don't, yeah, I don't know, good question. I mean, I, you know, I like a lot of people, I get, you know, I get, I get, you know, quite bad lows and I guess quite good highs and stuff and depending, I suppose, what's going on in life at the moment. But I, I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, be as positive as I can. And, uh, but I know for me personally that for, for my mental health to be, on point and uh sorry someone's fearful but for me to be happy up there and you know just being happy basically it's just it's completely and utterly down to fitness and if i go running it's like i'm doing at the moment like i said i'm you know happy as a pig and shit at the moment just because i'm out i'm doing stuff i'm going to see things i'm running i'm cycling i'm swimming i'm going out with my dog i'm seeing other people as well and you know the stuff like that really does you know, it makes me happy. And, but if, when lockdown ha- first happened, and you were all locked in the house, you know, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. That's not good for anybody's uh, mental health. But um, I think, what, what you said, because I've been so low, you know, that's why when I do do charities things, it's nice to raise money for mental health charities, for people, you know, they're helping a lot of people out there. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like I've said before, going to the doctor, I mean, I've been on uh, antidepressants, but I've been on certainly. 
Uh, I mean, at the time, I think it, 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 it helped me. But then when I stopped taking them, because you're meant to come off them slowly, I thought that, I just knocked them on the head. Yeah. And I, I, I realised when I looked back that it just... I just numbed everything. That's what they. Well, that's what they did. And I found. And I, I couldn't get myself out of bed. It's just. But then, when I stopped taking them, I had loads of energy again. I was getting out of bed and I was fighting. And and ever since, I haven't been back on them. But um, I think doctors should, uh, rather than prescribe people antidepressants, they should prescribe them gym memberships, or give them some kind yeah. of workout and say, well, if you, it might not work for everyone, but. If you say if you go and do a two mile run or whatever it may be every day, or a bike ride, or a swim, get out fresh air, go and see some nature, go and surround yourself by some mountains, I think look, you'd be surprised how those kind of things will help a lot of people rather than taking the taking the taking the pill. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree, bro. It's almost like you've got to almost prove yourself worth, like. If you're like you, you've gone to the extreme. Like I only exercise, but you've taken it to that next level. So that's why my question was going that way because you seem to be like I've, I've heard you in podcasts say you've got an addictive personality. If you if you want to do something, you're in all you're all in type thing, and yeah. then you're doing it gano, and it's fucking watch me. Um, but it's just if you are feeling shit about yourself, there's nobody can fucking change that other than yourself. But that's a real fucking hard thing to fucking change your mind from. Get out of that mindset. I completely agree with you. Getting out of bed and actually fucking doing something like a gym membership will be far better than taking a fucking pill and sitting in front of that TV and watching the same shit. You know, fucking, I know Jeremy Kyle ain't down anymore, but that's the first thing coming to my head. <laughs> watching fucking people's problems. Do you know what I mean? And now, and the news is so fucking depressing. Like, no wonder you're fucking oh, down. Turn that, turn that shit off. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that ain't good for any person. They just, they, I mean, it's just fear, 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 constantly. It's so, they're just getting so many people in this world just living on complete and utter fear. Turn the news off. Don't know what's going on. Just get on with your life. And, you, and and I know I keep saying about you know people getting off the chair and going running and stuff. Don't I know I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I some days I don't even want to get off the, the sofa or get out of bed. But sometimes you just got to pee yourself. And again, I've said this before. You will never regret a workout. It might be horrible to get out and just do it. But as soon as you you start, it's like running. The first mile might be a bit shit, or the first half a mile. But as soon as you start warming up and your endorphins start kicking in, it's like, you know, you're going to come back in this house a different person than what you were when you left. And yeah. I, I'm yet to yet to come back from a run and just think, fucking bastard, I wish I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, ne it's never happened. No, I hope it doesn't happen. That's no. And, he, and even if you do like a fucking beer then, do you know what I mean? It's almost like I deserve this. Do you know what I mean? It's our self-worth yeah. again. You know, you've done yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like you, you get, like you said, you come back from whatever it may be, run, swim, cycle, and it's permission. You can have a beer there. You yeah, treat yeah. yourself. That's, that's, your, that's your treat, isn't it? Yeah. Your little right. trophy. Yeah. I got, I got to ask you as well, because I know you've just come back from something fucking epic, so we'll get onto that in a bit. But when I was watching you doing the cooking... Have you always been into cooking? 
have you um have you like is it always been there or because i i gotta admit dude when i seen you doing the cooking i was like oh what's this gonna be like now i just thought you'd make it all fucking loo- no i did i could but you can fucking cook um and if anything you got me bastard hooked on mushrooms because oh some- mushrooms oh dude my, i drive my fucking missus insane because i'm always <laughs> picking up different mushrooms or trying new mushrooms because they've just become like well i'm fucking i don't know what it is with them i get full on them as well which i was like how can you get fucking full on mushrooms like you know so yeah man is it has it always been there is it like a passion or well, I, I left. I left school. And I went to college to train to be a, a chef. I did a, a course which was chefing, self-service waitering, bar work, mainly chefing. I did that for two years in Colchester Avenue College, which is not in, which is not there anymore. It's a housing estate. Um, and I left. I had a bad experience in a restaurant in City Road in Cardiff. It was a Persian restaurant. Anyway, long story. Not getting into it. It was just the worst. And. I, that just put me off and I ended up cleaning windows then I worked in a factory and then you know turned professional skateboarder so that sort of it just left left my life and as I got older and I started and I wanted to turn vegan in 2015 uh, I mean I've always cooked in the kitchen I love cooking it's, you know, I just find it therapeutic I really enjoy it uh, and that's just the way it is but then I went in 2015 when I turned, turned vegan I had to find new ways of making food, replacing the meat that I was eating. So I was looking on YouTube uh, for some ideas, recipe ideas and stuff. And I just, it's like, Jesus Christ, man, these vegan YouTube channels are boring as fuck. It's just like, uh, (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, the recipe ideas are great, but it's just, it's like, this is shit to watch. (laughs) So I just, I just thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own vegan YouTube channel. But then, you know, and it was, again, trying to get my, you know, my self-confidence up to do it. And then I got in touch with two of the guys, James and Peter Pick, James Threffle and Peter Pickford, and they said they agreed to do it. And we just started Pritchard's Proper Vegan Cooking on YouTube. And I just try to make try to make everyone laugh, have a, have a joke, make the recipes yeah. easy, because I know a lot of people who follow me, and they're not cooks and stuff, so I'm just trying to make it as easy as possible for them to follow. Uh, and it sort of, it did really well, and people were enjoying it. And then BBC came knocking, and that's when Dirty Vegan started. And, and that's how it happened, really. And, you know, even though Dirty, Dirty Vegan's finished now, it's the, I still enjoy cooking, and I just—it's just nice, isn't it? We've all got to eat, and I love eating healthy, and that's another thing which is good for your mental health as well. If you eat good food, plant-based, whole meal food, organic whole meal food, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm not just saying it because you're on here or anything like that, but we used to talk about it in the practice rooms. Boys, you know, that's a, that's a rock star's act now. You're talking about fucking food, you know, you're cooking your food. What oil, what oil are you using right now, like, you know? And, um, yeah, mushrooms <laughs> just become... Mushrooms are just the best thing ever, aren't they? I, I, if you follow um, uh, Derek Asano on Instagram, He's right. the guy who does all the Wicked Kitchen stuff for Tesco's. Now, he yeah. oh, he's yeah. the king of cooking mushrooms, and he just turns mushrooms into steak, like plant-based steaks and stuff. Honestly, follow him. Uh, oh. Delicasano. 
unbelievable, like lion's mane mushrooms squashing down and just ah. And his, his brother Chad Asano as well, who, who does he does the mushrooms as well. But he do, he does like the plant-based fish stuff. It's honestly really good people to follow when it comes to mushrooms. Yeah, it blew, blew my mind. And I know, like I said, the boys started going down the rabbit hole. And um, I think it was just great. Yet again, another at off to you, another tip of the act. Because you could see yet again, you're 100% into it, like Shane said earlier. You're really charismatic. So for someone like me, I was just like, oh, I can fucking get this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, yeah. that was the important thing. You hit the nail on the head where... I, I suppose I'd seen other plant-based stuff before. Oh, fucking hell, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. What are they on about? Um, we're now like, you know, the missus are downstairs making salads better. Salads are, are sexy or exciting. Like, you know, it's fucking... It's not so, just yeah, uh, lettuce, lettuce, uh, tomato and cucumbers anymore. Yes, yes, exactly that, exactly that. So you are right, man. You are, you know, you are what you eat. And, and like I said, I think it was brilliant what you've done by there. And um, yet again, I think you've uh, championed a few people to, to get more creative in the kitchen, like, you know, so, and don't be afraid of it, like, you know. No, it's just, um, I mean, uh, plant-based cooking is the future of food. And uh, it's nice to see it slowly but surely changing and people are starting to... Um, wake up to the wonders of plant-based food and you know there's a lot of good stuff out there at the moment there's a lot of processed stuff as well but you know i, I do like the processed stuff because it, it does get a lot of meat eaters into the vegan or plant-based way, way of life by choosing these you know there's beyond burgers i don't know if you had a beyond burger yet yeah 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 holy oh, shit like yeah. i could put that on a barbecue i could serve it to you in a bun and you you ain't gonna question it yeah, you wouldn't you know. know. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I'll try that because I um, I was having this debate with Shane the other day. I still haven't given up meat, um, but I have been trying certain plant based and like certain bacon's are just not working for me. That's my my weakness. I do love a good quality bacon, like you know, or um, I, I I'm a bugger for it, like you know, or um, certain cheese. I, I'm still a fucking lover of cheese and and um. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a nightmare when it comes to stuff like that. But I know Shane has been, like, really going down that rabbit hole and, and like, you, you just wanted to better for your joints and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was, what, what was... Yes, that's what I've been doing, dude. I've been doing turmeric shots. Um, turmeric with, with, with... I think you've got you've to have pepper in the turmeric or olive oil because uh, your body won't be able to absorb it unless you've got the olive oil the pep, or the pepper in there. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing that, the turmeric. Um, it's helped loads, actually. But um, what, was the, what was the main reason then, Pritch, like, um, for turning vegan? Was it, because I know you're a massive animal lover, or was it just the health benefits? What was it, bud, that made you turn, like? I was, um, there's a lot of endurance athletes uh, are vegan. Yeah. Uh, and I started researching well, you know, why, why they were vegan, and, you know, and... A lot as I was reading a lot of stuff, it was sort of waking me up to because I was a, a big meat lover, you know. And it's like a lot of vegans who, you know, you not meat eaters, you take the piss out of veganism or vegans. You know, I was one of those people, and then once you start reading into it, it started making a lot of sense. And you know, I am a massive animal lover, you know, I've got Lenny, and you know, I've had dogs, and and he's. And then I saw this thing for um, Cowspiracy, a documentary Cowspiracy on Netflix, and I was, a, and a lot of people say you should watch that. And when I watched that, 
you know, for me, I thought vegans, they just didn't eat meat and dairy. And then I just, I was just couldn't believe the fact yeah. on this conspiracy program. And, I, and literally, I, it, the next day as well, I saw this, I'm going vegan. And uh, since then, I haven't looked back. So that is the main reason. And, and basically, the, the, the love of animals, really. Yeah. And just how much water it takes to, I think it was like 600-something gallons of water just to make one burger. And just stuff like that was just like, wow. Crazy, crazy stats, man. But, yeah, um, I saw that um, sea spiracy as well. You see that one? Yeah, yeah that blew my mind. colour the salmon and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 And I, that, that's, that's spoken a lot. But I, 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 I thought a lot of meat eaters and fish eaters were going to start taking the piss out of it. But I was quite surprised online how many were actually shocked by uh, sea spiracy. Yeah, it was. Because what, when what the health came out, a lot of meat eaters were going, oh, yeah, they're just talking shit. But when Seaspiracy came out, they didn't. You know, you, I've noticed a lot of people haven't. They were actually quite shocked at what, they, what they'd what seen and yeah. heard. So. Like I said, a lot of people are starting to wake up and fingers crossed. This, so, well, strong fingers crossed. It is going in the right direction, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. And you've recently just got back from one hell of a challenge um do you want to tell everyone about it yeah just um rolled across the atlantic from uh <laughs> my, <laughs> look at those pants man uh it's incredible incredible <laughs> lanzarote to uh well it was meant to be lanzarote to antigua uh without going into all the I mean, honestly it was such in COVID and Brexit times, to try and pull that row off that we did was remarkable how we even did it because there was so many red, there was so much red tape chucked at us. Yeah. Fair play to, uh, you know, Johnny and uh, who was on the boat with us and Billy and, and, and Monkey Fist in general to try to actually get us on the sea and get us going on that was just a mission in itself, let alone actually rowing. But we got on the boat and a few things went wrong and we had to get rescued by the Spanish Coast Guard um, in, in pretty wobbly seas. They crashed into the boat, smashed the fiberglass, and I'm like sitting there going, oh, my God, we're going to we're gonna sink. And then they towed us a seven-hour tow, bang, 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 bang on the sea. And I'm just laying there going, jeez, man, this is just fucked. But then they got us to Fort Aventura. We were there for five days, uh, managed to get people to fix the fiberglass, fix the boat. We were all good to go. And then we sailed from Fort Aventura, 3,200 miles, not sailed, road, and then heading towards Antigua. Then we sort of went down hugging the West African coast. And then you, did, you took the, when that weather route guy said to take the right, you took the right into the Atlantic and then you were sort of on your own then we were on a didn't see didn't see a boat didn't see anything for three weeks it was just four of us on our own Jesus. middle of nowhere but it was it was the the toughest thing that I have ever done but it was also one of the best most peaceful things I've ever done at the same time it was just amazing just a, I mean it was two hours on two hours off 24-7 for seven weeks and uh I just pretty much lived in a pair of shorts for seven weeks because the weather was really good. 
and you saw I, I I was with the skipper. That was my rowing partner. So we drove for two hours, and then you saw ten minutes before it was time for you to come off. You shout to the boys in the cabin, ten minutes, and then they get ready, then put their stuff on. We go into the cabin, and I had freeze dried. We had all uh, dehydrated food, freeze dried food, and yeah. you take it in turns then with your rowing partner who boils the kettle to stick it in. Rehydrate the food, fifteen minutes, eat bollock naked for us so the air could get to all our wounds and our cuts on our asses and everything. And then you go to sleep and you get about an hour's sleep. And then they shout ten minutes, get up, repeat, repeat. And it was like that for seven weeks. Seven weeks. And I didn't oh, didn't my. stand didn't stand up for seven weeks apart from when we were just on taking photos or whatever. So it was just you had to crawl. Every time you change you crawl along the floor just to get in. And we had one day where we had big swells. I remember asking, because Billy's, Billy the skipper, he's done three oceans before. He's done the Indian Ocean, Pacific, uh, Atlantic. And I, was just, I said, are these big seas? Are these big seas? And he went, yeah, these are big seas. Literally, you're on, women, you're on top, top of the world. You can see everything. Literally, down. And you just look up, and it's just this wall. It's this huge wall of water. And you just look up and go, Oh man, and then oh, you get to the top of it, and then the, the night time came, so you can't see anything, it was just pitch black. And you, or sometimes you get like a side wave, which would slap you from the side, boof, knock you off your seat. And if you fell into the sea, you're dead because you can't go to a motor, you can't turn around to pick you up, so you're gone. So you had like a, a harness around your waist, which stopped you from going any further. But every time you go, you have your two hours off, and you go into the cabin. That cabin echoes the noise, it sounds even worse. And when you wake up, it's like, oh my God, man, it sounds like fucking, sounds like there's a tornado kicking off out there. So then you change over and, yeah, and you just, yeah, and just, just did that for seven weeks. And it was, yeah, it was brilliant. Did you get inside your own head at all or did you just fucking keep meant, you know, keep meant? Yeah, yeah. what I mean about that is like, I've been surfing and um, I remember I was down in like Klangeneth before and it's the only time I've got in my own head where I felt something at my leg and it's that vibe where you just feel, oh, fucking hell, I'm in, you know, I'm in deep water here and this is nature. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? That that vibe where you're just in your fucking head, like you said, with the waves hitting you and was there yeah, a moment there was, where you were like, get me off this board for a bit? There was four, I, had, I can't remember. But well, I had four days, bad days. It was just like the realization of what we were doing and how long we had left to go was just like, poor. Uh, and it's just, I, I just, I just go really quiet in times like that. And the boys knew that, you know, if I was having a bad day, they just sort of just, they just wouldn't talk to me. I wouldn't talk to them. But then you snap out of it then because you can't just be like that for the, for the whole journey. And then when I did my, um, when I pulled my lap muscle or whatever it was that was a really dark time as well because i just felt like i was letting the team down because i could row where to go in the front of the boat and so yeah there was a few few times but then again like you said things hitting you in the side when we jumped into the sea like literally in the middle of the atlantic ocean where nobody would have swam before and the skipper said yeah it's good to go now swim there's no currents whatever and we just stripped off, just jumped in the sea and it was five thousand meters deep below us. And I had I brought my swimming goggles. So I was looking under the water, seeing if I could see anything, hoping I would a shark didn't come out the 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 deep. <laughs> but uh 
it was just, it was mental just to be there, like where nobody in the world's ever been before. It was just, yeah, man, it was, yeah, it was surreal. Anyway, it, it was one of the most emotional things I've ever done as well. I got, I, before leaving, because there's a doc documentary going to be made of it. We had a documentary team and stuff, so that'll be out, I don't know, it'll be out hopefully by the end of this year. It's going to ask that. Good, good, and, good. Uh, yeah. You know, just little things like saying goodbye, like FaceTime, saying goodbye to my mum and my, my fiancé. I just couldn't know that. It's just crying like, like crying like a baby. It was weird. It was just... And then when the skipper... I come out the the cabin and the skipper said, look behind you. And I just looked behind me. I could see the, the cliffs of Antigua. I could see the birds and everything. I was just like, wow. We've fucking, we've done it. Made it across. And just I just had a little moment to myself. And just, yeah, it was just... I can't, I can't, I can't put it into words, but it was just the feeling was immense. And then we docked up then half past, half past ten in the morning, May the second. And another third thing was getting about because of COVID, our family and stuff couldn't come over, so I couldn't see familiar faces or loved ones, which I would have loved to have seen at that time. But we just got off the boat. And the sea legs, oh, my life. Because I stood up, I got back, I got off the boat and I fell back in head first. I was just like, <laughs> got greeted with a glass of champagne, knocked four glasses on the head and bang, bang, bang. And then uh, I was, yeah, I was still partying the following day. <laughs> the skipper said, I think you're the only person who's all across the Atlantic which is still partying the next day. <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, Fucking great! Yeah, I saw I saw your um the prep and that, the food you had to put in the boat and stuff, all those packages and stuff. Like, did you lose a shitload of weight on the row? I lost them. Um, again, I did it obviously. I did it on a vegan diet. All the the food that I had was all vegan. Uh, I had fifty uh, snack packs. Yeah, they call them snack packs, which make so you can make take more calories when you're rowing, and they they normally made up of. Well, if you're not vegan, sweets, chocolate bars, all that kind of stuff. And I had like nuts, uh, dried fruits, dates, the odd vegan biscuits and stuff. And because the boat was brand new, and you have to double wrap them in freeze freezer bags, plastic freezer bags, because the boat yeah. was brand new, it was stinking of uh, epoxy glue. So I put everything in there like a month before the boat left, and um, I went to go and eat my first bit of uh, party rings because they're vegan. So I went to eat them. I was like, it just tasted the glue, epoxy, looked strong as hell. And I was like, wow, man. I feel so dead, starving. So I ate the whole pack and then 10 minutes later, it burped glue. And then they decided, <laughs> don't, think it's a, don't think it's a good idea. You should, you should eat them. And I went to test all the other bags and they were just completely written off. So I had to get all the bags. I didn't chuck the plastic in the sea. Obviously, I just took the food in the sea. So I, all my 50 snack bags were gone. So I just survived off. Um, the dehydrated food that I had, and I, I and they told I'm normally 14 stone, and they told me I had to put weight on because, like, you know, you're going to shed a lot, a lot of weight, and I got up to 15 and a half stone, and uh, then when I got to Antigua, I was just under 13, so I lost pretty much number three stone. Yeah. Fuck you! Wow. I, 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 I just looked at myself. I haven't been as slim since my early 20s, man. <laughs> You know, but it's, it's all so inspiring though, because like everything I've you talk about, you know, the extreme sort of the Ironman or this row is like 
and this is a lesson for everybody, you know, even if you're not a fucking extreme athlete like this man, you're fucking, there's, there's moments where you, your body or your mind breaks down. There's a couple of days where it's fucking horrible, but then you get through it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we're so capable. And that's, that's why, whenever I fucking run now, I think of you, bro. Or if I, if I'm on the bike, like, Pritchard's done fucking way more than this. Like, what are you fucking even <laughs> whinging about? Do you know what I mean? No, it's true though. Like, I'm sitting there going, oh, you can't do any more. What are you fucking on about? It's a drop in the ocean compared to that, man. And and that's 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 inspiration, bud. And, um, but the thing, if you, if, you, if, you want, if you want to do it, you'll do it. If you don't want to do it, you won't do it. And that's, that's just as simple as that. You know, yeah. you've got to want to do it, and you've got to want something that bad that you're willing to do whatever to, to get it. And if you're not, you know, if you, you're not dedicated and you're not, and you don't want it that much. You, well, you're not. You're not going to get it because you, you don't feel that passionate about doing it. I'm not speaking about you in general. I'm just no, no, no. Everyone. I know what you're saying, dude. But it does yeah. strike me when you've said like, oh, you know, you've you've talked about mental health and stuff, but you you just come across so fucking strong, bro. Like it's it's mad, really. It's almost like it's ironic, you know. Mm. It's incredible. I I find that really incredible. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's... I can see what you're saying, but I, want, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, you know, when when that when that yeah. mental wall fucking breaks, and then you just keep fucking going. And I think sometimes people are too easy to be hard on themselves and realizing, fuck, I got through it. Do you know what I mean? They they're in that moment of shit, but the fact is, tomorrow you're gonna wake up and you go again. And and. And you're just the living proof of that, bro. And then, and I just, I, I sort of found the answer to that because I, I find general day-to-day life pretty, pretty fucking hard. I don't, you know, I, I find dealing with people hard. I find yeah. uh, socialising with people hard. I, uh, hard. I just so that kind of stuff gets me down because I'd love to be good at that, but I, I can't be. And there's, um, you know, my self-confidence. I, I'm not really, you know, not, not very. My self-confidence, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. But when it comes to like, doing that, the stuff that I completely utterly love, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm confident. I can just, I, you know, I, I'm. Uh, when it comes to running, so I, I can just go, 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 go. But when it comes to the your know, day-to-day living of life, yeah. it's just yeah, it's, it's almost it's quite um, uh, what's the word, uh, autistic, I guess. In a little, in a, in a kind of way, if that makes any sense. I'm not saying I'm autistic, but yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you've got to push yourself to a limit to, I don't know, gain self worth. Yeah, and I and I do when I do when I do that, I feel fuck. I just feel yeah great, and that's why I continue. That's why I keep doing it because it just makes me feel makes me feel good. And, and if when I finished, if I went for like I came back earlier and I. I, as soon as I finish the run, I'm I'm I, I use a kite. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy, happy as a pig and shit. But the thing you can't, I can't just constantly keep running all day long. What a world! Oh shit! I feel like shit. I'm gonna have to go for another three mile run. Come back. Oh, it's worn off now. It's almost it's almost like if you've had a, a, a beer or whatever it may be, and it's worn off. Shit! Yeah. I need another one. So you're constantly. Yeah. So it, it, even though. I'm, you know, I, I, but you can't just keep running. You can't just keep cycling. You can't just keep swimming. You've got to, you've got to face 
you got to face life in the front on, haven't you? you just got to yeah, put up with yeah. fucking. It's just that's just life in it. It's just... So all, all life these is hard. All these things you've done, but these extreme sort of fucking testing, mental, physical attributes. What's next, but is it is there anything in the pipeline you got coming up or? Um, I got <clears throat> there's um it's called the Backyard Ultra in August the August the twenty seventh. It's uh last man standing wins, and uh, it's a run. It's a four point mile, four point one mile loop, and you have to complete the four point one miles within the hour. And then you just keep going, and you give up when you feel like giving up. Shit. And then the last man who in the race, whoever's still going, wins, or the last woman in the race wins. Now, I, I, I mean, for me, I'd love to be able to do 100 miles off the back because I've never done 100 miles off the back before. So that's that's what I'm aiming for. And if I do that, I'll be happy. If not, but it is what it is. So that's what's next. And I've wow. got may have something next year, which is a, a big challenge next year, but it's. It's only we've only sort of talked about it a little, a little bit. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with um, COVID and everything. But that's pretty exciting. Just rode from uh, Ireland the other week, actually. Which yeah, is, that was it was when up. you came home, wasn't it? You rode the Atlantic. I know because Ryan told us you come home from the Atlantic, and we were like, "Is Pritch coming on?" He was like, "No, he's gone for a row in fucking Ireland." <laughs> Because <laughs> like, I, I, I hadn't seen my, I saw my fiance twice in fifteen months because of COVID and everything. So when I got back from Antigua, I self isolated for two weeks or whatever it was, getting calls off the government and all this kind of stuff, which is freaky. And then I went straight to Ireland to spend some time with her uh, for two weeks. She came back to Cardiff, spent some time in Cardiff, and then I went back to uh, Ireland and I was supporting. Um, Chili Samrock, he was doing a, a 400 mile triathlon, so he was running from Dublin to Arklow, uh, and then I was, so we rode across uh, the Irish Sea to Aberystwyth, and then he carried on cycling, and I went home. So when we were in Ireland, we, I did some of the run, did about 30 miles of the run with him, and then uh, we got to the boat, which, and it was the same boat we used to go across the Atlantic. So we got to the boat in Arklow, and I just realised I lost my passport. I was like, oh, shit, I need, I need to get, fuck, am I going to get into Wales, man? I'm going to row in and I can't get into Wales. And we, somebody said, oh, you can use your uh, driver's licence. So my mate, uh, Aid, who manages a shop in Cardiff, I said, oh, you can get my driver's licence from the house, man. my parents got it. So he brought it to Aberystwyth ready for when I docked so he could let me in and then he'd give me a lift home then. So we we were rowing across the sea, perfect conditions, I thought, obviously it's not seven weeks, so we just turned the music up. We had Slayer blasting in the middle of Ireland. We were rowing. Some guy bought us a bottle of whiskey, so we were having a top of whiskey rowing across the Irish Sea. And we got in about past three in the morning, and I thought, and it was just, it was no, it was nobody there in the port. So I just walked straight into Wales, no passport, no nothing. So as far as the, on the computer, I'm still in, on the government's computer, I'm still in Ireland. <laughs> so, so the next and I've applied for a new passport because I lost the other one so I, I'm dreading to think what's going to happen when I go to um, when I try to fly or catch a ferry next and I said well you're still in Ireland you? I said, well no I rode back home did you? so yeah that'd be interesting oh, man. that's incredible <laughs>
it's brilliant, dude. Absolutely fucking brilliant. And uh, I can't wait for the documentary. I oh, absolutely man. can't wait for the documentary. I don't want to spoil any more of it, but what was worse, your arms or your ass? What was the... Oh, arms fine, my ass. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I've never, honestly, I've never in my life felt ass pain. <laughs> That sounds sketchy, doesn't it? I was going to say, even in the biggest answers days, with the drumsticks up the ass. Oh, honestly, it was worse. It was worse than that. It was just, ah, uh, my ass was just, I still got boils in them now. They still haven't repaired. But, and you'd, you'd sit down and you just constantly have to keep getting up and moving your ass. It, was, it is what it is. You just like, it's one of those things you just have to suck up and just get on with it. But, yeah, ass. Was the worst. <laughs> I was popping huge boils on the boat and stuff. Oh man, it was fucking. Right. Man, that's why we. Were, that's why we slept naked, face down, with your ass in the air, and the the wind had come through one of the cabin cabin things and gushed through the. Yeah. They don't fucking tell you that before you sign up, bro. Do they? Fucking. No. Every time you come off shift, you have to. You have to. Nurse your wounds with Savlon and, and, and uh, what they call it, the, that bloody nappy rash cream and stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was uh, rank. But the nap- two men bollock naked going... <laughs> 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 the, the boys rowing just going, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, but you're an absolute inspiration, absolute legend. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Um, it's incredible, but thank you so Thanks, much for joining us. Yeah, no worries. for having me on, man. Yeah, we'll yeah, catch up soon, but Definitely be great to meet you in the flesh. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Bridge. Well, fingers crossed. When I mean, are you boys doing any shows soon? or Because I can imagine COVID's messed all that up isn't it? Uh, it is it's all back kind of we we're in bradford now friday ebervale on saturday which is like a festival steelhouse festival which is brilliant that it's been given the green flag because obviously as you know wales is still kind of running a little bit different to england so um yeah. steelhouse is a go and then i think the week after we're in north wales that's a pilot event so we've been given permission for that and then uh Barry St Edmunds. Yeah. So yeah, I'm... but we'll we'll keep in touch with you, bro, because Yeah, um, definitely, you know, man. We... we follow each other on Instagram and stuff now anyway. So uh, yeah, I'd love yeah. to meet you both in the flesh and stuff and would love that. Would absolutely love that. Thank you for spending your time with us, dude, and can't wait for the documentary. Really no worries. nice and boys. Take Have care. Too soon. Cheers, Bridge. Thanks for listening to Crowcast Podcast. Don't forget, this episode is also available to watch on our YouTube channel. For up-to-date information on everything Crows, follow us on all our socials or visit our website, thosedamncrows.com. Tidy. Ta-da!